Okay, well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Astrology Hub's 2021 prep series. This is a series of interviews that is designed to feature our 2021 Inner Circle Astrologer Guides, and it's dedicated to helping you understand the cosmic energies of the upcoming year so you can prepare, plan, and get ready for what is next. And then we also love to introduce our 2021 Inner Circle Astrologers to our existing members and also to any of you who are considering joining our membership, which is going to be opening this week. We only open a couple times a year, and we will be opening up for enrollment just actually tomorrow. Wow. Yes, tomorrow. So uh, for those of you who have been waiting to jump in, you are going to have an opportunity here very soon. Make sure that you are registered for the 2021 forecast panel. Amelie, who is our guest today, is going to be featured on that panel as well, as well as 11 other astrologers. Those are our guides for the following year. And we're going to go even deeper into 2021. Um, we've been gathering amazing questions from our inner circle so we're going to have some great questions. It's going to be really dynamic, and we would love to see you there. That is completely free. That's You can register for that event at astrologyhub.com slash 2021. It's happening tomorrow and Friday. So if you hear this on Thursday and you think, oh, shoot, I missed it, you still have Friday. And even after Friday, I would encourage you to register just so we know to send you the replay of that event. Okay, so today we are featuring Amelie Grace. She is an Astrology Hub favorite. We had her as an inner circle guide a couple years ago. And today we're going to be talking about 2021 and evolving through tension. And Amelie, I'm so happy to have you back. It's so great. We just realized you were on episode, what did we say, 23 of the Astrology Hub podcast? Yeah. And we're close to episode 200. So it's been a while. And I would love to take this opportunity to introduce you to the audience a little more intimately, if you don't mind sharing your story a little bit, how you came to astrology, how you came to practice the type of astrology that you focus on. If we can start there, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Hello, everyone. It's good to be here. And yeah, um, I found my way to astrology. I mean through synchronicity, but really, I think it was just embedded inside of me because when I started to look through the lens of astrology, I just had a recognition of something I felt like I already knew, which was just that there were these archetypes and there were these cycles and that we were a part of something greater and that life reflected itself on you know our our unfolding as humans and as consciousness so i i think it was 2005 or 6 when i started to dive into my study with astrology and it's taken on a dynamic course um just through many different modalities um in 2011 i was introduced to the gene keys which is a really strong thread and stream I pull in. I work with Gene Keys Astrology, which is the synthesis between this transmission of the Gene Keys, which is pulling in wisdom teachings from the I Ching and various other uh, 
frameworks of consciousness and weaves it into the astrology. It also comes out of the human design system you may have heard of. So I, I definitely work a lot with the gene keys in my work. And as well, I, um, I have a strong focus in psychological astrology and um, just my love for the human psyche and understanding what makes us up. And I love how the stars and the planets um, can really reveal such so much about our maps of our own inner terrain and psychic structure. Um, so that's an area of focus that I have as well as uh, practices of voice dialogue, which we'll get into later with my master class, you know, um, going into that as well as cosmometry, which is looking at the patterns in, in nature um, and kind of pulls on sacred geometry. But uh, I like to use those models of, you know, the geometric structures and understanding um, these underlying dynamics of the unified field and weave them into my understanding of astrology. So it's kind of a creative synthesis, really, that I'm working with. Um, mm. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Amelie, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball. We didn't, Please. I didn't prep you for this question, <laughs> but I am curious since we're here at the end of 2020, mm -hmm. right before the Jupiter Saturn conjunction, right before this like big culminating slash closure slash looking forward, I'm really encouraging a process of reflection yeah. at the same time, you know, so to make space for this next chapter in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I am curious to hear what you think the astrological invitation of 2020 was. Mm -hmm. What, what, what was the, I, I want to say like, what was the point? I know that's probably really hard for you to like boil down, but like astrologically, what do you think that we were being invited to step into? <laughs> yeah. Stepping into ourselves, I think is uh, one of the just main kind of containers of this turning within this opportunity to, to go inside. And I think that the opportunity really is, was in all of this dismantling and rupturing inside of the structures and systems that we were kind of established more like steadily established in prior to 2020. So to me, it's sort of like the ruptures that started to make space for what wants to be coming through this Aquarian portal. And I think a lot of that is this invitation to be more resilient and present to the shadow material that was really um, bubbling up and sort of stirred up from, you know, where it was embedded inside of these structures, you know, Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, and Capricorn just kind of like allowed for a loosening of some of these like just shadow material to come up from deep inside of our um, psyche, our world. And so I think there's just a lot about um, as well with, with Uranus and Taurus, just this 
radical self-soothing of the nervous system that's required to handle the destabilizations and upheaval of all of this corruptions and power and this attempt to really redistribute power through the systems. So I think it kind of boils down to the, the Leonard Cohen uh, quote of um, there is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. I feel like 2020 was the cracking mm. of the vessel mm. and that perhaps 21 is about the light entering mm. through that crack. Ooh, I have chills. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, I highly recommend to check out the video at some point because <laughs> the way Amelie uses her body when she's explaining things, it adds a whole nother element and dynamic to <laughs> what she's saying. So I just highly recommend it. Check out the video. We, we have, of course, the podcast is audio. You can also view it on YouTube and or on our website. So that's just a side note. But yes, I love this. So this rupturing, this opening, this cracking for something new, hopefully more light to come through us as individuals and us collectively. Yes. Okay. And so looking forward to 2021, you are saying that this is evolving through tension. Mm -hmm. We already had a lot of tension. Is this going to be more tension? Are you, are you anticipating more tension, uh, more opportunity for growth? What are you seeing here? You know, I love that. It's like, my answer is that, yes, I do expect and anticipate more tension, but the ingredients involved are more uh, equipped to emerge into the future, like to allow those pressurized conditions to become an emergence of our future. So it is this market shift from the density of where we've been entrenched inside of our 3D material realities and into this real invitation to stabilize more of a 5D consciousness, more of this understanding of reality. So I would say, yeah, the, um, we'll get into it, but that's my answer in this moment is like the high, the tension is not going to go away, but I think that we're getting better at and, you know, have even more capacity and energies at our disposal to really enact and find agency inside of that, uh, choice to evolve. Yeah. Okay. So I'd love to ask you a little bit more about what you mean by 5D consciousness. Yes. Of and course. then also <laughs> let's go after that. Let's go to what transits that you're looking at that are making you say these things that, we're, that yeah. it is going to be more tension more, but we're more equipped for that yes. uh, to, to handle it and to use it for growth. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. So let's start with 5D. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. So in a sense, the way I relate to 5D consciousness is moving from where the materialist, the, the mechanistic science, the um, Cartesian constructs of 
matter and uh, being like external reality being separate, like we exist as separate beings and just the whole survival structures and how we've related to life, to matter, to understanding ourselves and our universe has been in this paradigm of scientific thinking that has been shifting for the last definitely 50 years. But, you know, we could say longer than that, but real market shifts into a shifting worldview that sees all matter as vibrating fields of energy. So I think 5D consciousness is this attunement to the vibrational energetic reality of our interconnectedness. And there's a lot of concepts that you could put in there, like um, accessing all possibilities in this moment. They're all right here, the quantum reality, um, you know, time as non-linear and the non-locality of space that we can, the holographic nature. It's like I could drop all these different things. Um, but I, I do have my own perceptions. For me, what 5D consciousness means is operating from a new center of consciousness that has me moving from either or strategies and protective strategies of how I've stayed safe and survived and actually starting to evolve into being able to hold multiple truths or multiple perspectives or energies simultaneously and synthesize, you know, different parts of life into something new. That's also, it's like the upgrade of the human operating system. Um, and yeah, do you see cool. this happening simultaneously with, I mean, do you see this happening globally or mm -hmm. do you see pockets of it or, you know, and, and, then, and then how does the, where does the 5D come in astrologically? Like, what are you seeing in the astrology that's making you uh, make these conclusions? Yeah, yeah. So for me, I have it connected to Aquarius, um, the sign of Aquarius and the ruling planet of, of Uranus, um, really just representing these, um, these farther reaches of human consciousness, the advancement of our perceptions, our perspectives, taking on a more holistic view, being able to see reality from a from a wider vantage point and when we when we sort of zoom out in that way and we start to like awaken to what more is going on in reality that we didn't have you know access to before we start to see you know quantum physics revealing these enlightened sciences you know that that start to reveal things about life so yeah it's that it's that, um, you know, aligning our systems and our technologies to the dynamics of the unified field and what is emerging from 
unified physics and all these various forms of science that are starting to just reflect reality at a more, you know, true scale or in a truer perspective. And how long are you seeing this shift um, taking place over? Like, are we, we're kind of like at the infancy stages of it, right? Yes. And, yeah. and it, this is going to be a long period of time. Agreed. Yes, that's, that's it. I mean, really, what is, how long are these ages, 2000 years or so? Like we're entering that, that age of Aquarius. Do you know how long those, the procession of the equinox, it's, 2160 years there you go yeah so I that's it's like we're in the nascent phases of really entering into like gaining traction in and becoming embodiments of this it's no longer this conceptual area that we're like formulating it's actually starting to be reflected and um, brought to life through not just our systems and technologies, but also our consciousness and relational dynamics as well. Hmm. Okay. So let's talk about the aspects through 2021 that you're really paying attention to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's two I would love to name here and I'm sure they're being named all over the place because why wouldn't we focus on this historical milestone of the great conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn happening at zero degrees Aquarius, first time in Aquarius for 600 years, Um, a real, you know, entrance into this age of Aquarius, as we're talking about, um, really signaling a dawn of, of a new era and paradigm. And so I think what I want to share is the gene key that that uh, degree of the zodiac activates is the 60th gene key that moves from the shadow frequency of limitation and the gift of realism and the city, the divine essence of justice. And this gene key as we open up into this genetic archetype, we go on a journey of shifting our relationship to matter as vibrating fields of energy. So we start to be able to work with structures in ways that serve consciousness and the flow of creative original life entering the birth canal um we start to loosen our grip on the rigidity and limitation of structures that are there to just serve themselves in the corruption of power and we start to see the ability to implement methods and strategies and you know and structures that are in service to our evolution so I think that's very poignant and my sense is that we are on the precipice of a of a global shift in worldview that this 
where Pluto has been and where Pluto made its um, conjunctions with Saturn and Jupiter in 2020, which is the gene key preceding it, was about deconstructing our, our, our constructs, our mental, like the world that we build life on, um, the mental structures that we, you know, that take, that form takes shape mm. from, um, have been shifting. And then the 60th jinky, where this great conjunction is happening, is really fortifying this new relationship to woe, to like our potential and how we can relate and work with a dynamic balance between structure and freedom, which is very much active in this theme. In fact, it's very cool um, to see how this jinky sort of straddles the end degrees of Capricorn and the beginning degrees of Aquarius. And it carries both the structure and the freedom. So, and then here we are, 2021, with Saturn square Uranus, which is the, the next um, aspect I, I would like to highlight, but maybe I'll pause just to see if you have any questions there. I do. I have a comment actually on how amazing it is that that gene key that you said correlates with Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter, like where that place that's been activated all year, right? Yeah. That it was showing the deconstruction of mental structures. Yeah. Because what that does is emphasize that thought precedes form. Yeah. And so all of these structures that we have that we don't necessarily love or like <laughs> in the world, there's a thought form or pattern that created those structures. And so the, That's right. the, the, the change has to start with the way that we think and yes. with the way that we, we um, that paradigm that you were talking about, the paradigm yes. with which we the view world. the world, mm -hmm. because all these structures are a result of the paradigm with which we've been viewing the world for thousands of years. Yep. So it's, that's a really, a really interesting point there that the Gene Keys is, is highlighting. Right. And, and I think it's very empowering to recognize that if I align my worldview to the underlying nature that we can observe that reality is based upon, I am in integrity then to live in alignment with life's intention, with life's design. You know, mm. it's, it's not trying to like, you know, reinvent some like this is what we're, you know, we're just observing nature and starting to say, oh my gosh, well, actually, if this is how nature is relating to itself, and these are the dynamic principles of creation. And then I start to enact those same principles or align myself or align my systems to that. They're incorruptible. Mm. You know, of course they can be through the ego structure, but, or the ego identity, but like really if our worldview is in alignment to these systems, then they really have so much potential. Like think of the structures that get to come from there. Oh, I love that because yeah. what, that's what, the, what that's highlighting is 
the dual nature of Saturn, well, dual, I mean, has many natures, but it's pointing out, we, we talk about structure a lot with Saturn, but there's also integrity. That's and so what you're, you, what you're pointing out is that if our, if our initial impulse is in integrity, then the structures that come from that, and when you're talking about integrity with nature, not integrity, some moralistic um, yeah. judgment, yeah. but right. more integrity with the nature of life, with creative yes. with creation itself, that our structures will then reflect that. It's a sort of like flipping the Saturn thing around instead of like the focus on structure is like the focus on integrity that creates the structure. Yes. Which creates the freedom. That's right. Which creates <laughs> the freedom. There we go. All right. So I love this. So tell, okay. So you said something about, um, yes, structure and freedom. And how do you see the unique dynamic of Saturn being in Aquarius and Uranus being in Taurus? And they're going to be squaring, right? Three times throughout the year. Mm-hmm. How do you see those two unique archetypes coming together? Like, What's that going to feel like for us? Such a good question. This is just so... <laughs> there is so much amazing energetic, like the potential. When I sit with that combination of energy... It just, it feels, uh, yeah, it feels exciting. And I'm just tuning in to just, um, when we start to work with opposing energies and, and working with their synthesis, um, we can see some amazing things come from that. I think it's the, um, the idea that we're, we're, we can't try to solve our problems, you know, in the same consciousness. And it, it feels like this combination just breaks us out of that. So I know I'm sort of being abstract here. I'm going to, um, so I feel like, First, I just want to say that, you know, we have a collision of the old and the new of Saturn and of Uranus and and Aquarius. So that tension between the old and the new and what creative possibilities come out of that when we can really stand and hold space for something to emerge, which I do want to speak to. Um, We're talking about the dynamic tension between change and stability um, and freedom and structure, as I've said. So it's a collision, but it can be a collaboration. So there's going to be a lot of disruption So Uranus, disruption, Aquarius, like breaking out of the structures, the status quo, the established order, you know, it it will continue to be disrupted as it has been in 2020. But it's like this amazing setup where there's already been a lot shaken up. And now there's these real 
opportunities to kind of pop into new relational dynamics to all of these energies. And so I always look at the things going on in the sky and these like, you know, I know that some astrologers have amazing um, historical knowledge and perspective on the collective and like how we could see just mass revolutions and looking at what has happened in previous Saturn Uranus cycles and the way these two forces of the old structures and the new like revolutionary liberatory energies, how do they interface? There's usually a combination of like collapse and breakdowns and actual like taking to the streets revolution and all sorts of stuff. But there's also a lot of like liberation and, you know, equal rights and justice and things like that. I would say that I like to take all that material and look at it inside of my personal psychic structure and then my interpersonal relational field. Because for me, that's where I have agency to enact and um, sort of make the changes and be the vehicle for that evolution. And so I, I am asking these kinds of questions of how am I balancing power and coming into equal power in, in my relationships, in my inner world. So I'm made up of all these parts and how am I um, balancing my control side with my breaking out and freedom side? And what do those two look like if I can sort of bring them into a conversation that doesn't need to go like this? Because I think that's like the 3D is the power over one dominates the other. And so then the power in the system has to conform to the dominant energies. And I think a lot of what the dynamics of these aspects are is conformity versus non-conformity, almost as like a binary representation of the way we have um, structured our societies, our communities, and even just the parts of me, like, I have to conform to the primary parts of me that can, you know, that are here to protect my ego or my identity. And then there's all this disowned energy in my system that says, no, 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 don't, don't stand up and be different. Don't, don't be too weird. Don't, you know, and that's so Aquarius. So I feel like there's a lot of permission to be different um, and to non, not conform but what I think is interesting about this whole conform versus not conform is that I don't even think that's relevant when you get to a, a stage in consciousness that doesn't need to negate or disown any particular energy or perspective or value in the self-system, in the, the system, mm -hmm. any system. So... I think a lot of it is this real challenge, this real invitation to 
slow down and be equanimous, um, which I, I look up the etymology of equanimity and it's, it's equus, which is even and animus, which is mind, psyche, soul. So it's an even mind. And I feel like this is one of the big graces of the Uranus um, Aquarian influx to our system is that it brings this neutrality. And there's been so much like hyper logical, hyper emotional, conflictual deals. And it's all about the group. Like what group are you in? What camp do you side with? And I feel like Aquarius just has such a capacity to be like, oh, well, that's what you believe. Oh, you're different from me. Oh, I have space for that. I'm actually not threatened or offended by the fact that you think or feel different, differently than me. And I think this even mind, I would say, is one of the big keys to navigating this transit because destabilizations are going to be a plenty. They are just all around us. Like I'm sure in any, many of your lives, you're experiencing some kind of change. And, and that just comes back to like Saturn and Uranus. Like the structures are being reformed. Our status quo that has been organized to distribute power unequally like if you think about that, you look at the outer structures that have been so clearly designed and organized to, you know, have unequal power. That's that's how my psychic system is operating. So again, this like capacity to work with these energies internally, rebalance some of these power structures through the grace of, of Aquarians gift of equanimity of like, okay, that destabilization or that change or that control, because we're you could very easily see, you know, high levels of gripping on and control of the old like digging in its heels, or the just like rebellious, reactive, like descent and dis and stirring up and chaos of the Uranus, you know both in their shadows. So we're going to see that. But when that kind of stuff is happening around us, can I slow down my nervous system, still the waters of my consciousness? That to me is just key. Because if I'm all wavy in the distortions and obscurations, if I'm If I'm running from, if I'm like, um, you know, it's almost like if I'm operating inside of that mode, then I'm not going to really be able to detect or know the true reality. Like every one of these um, groups or perspectives or thing, systems that's destabilizing, they have a value, a core energy that's 
not, it's, we can be neutral to it. It's just like, oh, a need for freedom. Oh, a need for responsibility. You know, that's what the planets and signs represent. So can I sit long enough and still my reactive survival nervous systems, you know, dysregulation at like sit long enough to quiet the mind, come even, and then be able to see clearly. That's, you know, Aquarius, Uranus, seeing true and, and being able to go, okay, that's that value. Oh, that's what you're trying to say. I can relate to that and not have to create more of this disturbance and pushback and gripping for control and, you know, perpetuating what we don't want. Cause I think this is a year of really, really getting very clear on what world we want to live in and then being responsible to making choices that are in alignment to that. Oh my gosh. So much amazing. So many amazing things you just said there. Um, one thing that I wanted to just reflect, you, you talked about how our structures have been designed to conform to this kind of power over power under and, and also um, war, you know, like yeah. fighting. Yeah. And yeah. one of the places that this was so evident to me was in my divorce process because the entire system is set up with the assumption that there is essentially an antagonist a protagonist, a victim, a perpetrator, the language, it's the language is like the defendant and the, whatever the other one is, it's in all the paperwork. It's in everything. There there was these series of classes that they, 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 my daughter, because she was a certain age had to go to that was assuming trauma, like assuming trauma. And, 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 I understand why these things are in place because there are people who really do need this right. kind of protection and it truly can be that way. So it's, you, you, I get it. You know, like when you were saying there, there's the core of so many of these structures, they're not bad. You know, it's just, it's yeah. just the assumptions and the inability for us to evolve with the kind of situations that come up that may be exceptions to these things. I remember thinking, gosh, you know, we, we, we were able to navigate through our divorce in such a way that I truly have not seen trauma in my children, nor have any of their teachers or any. And it's because there's still love. There's still friendship. There's still, you know, so, but I see that there's so much space for us and it's, and it's in the way we think about it. I remember going through the process going, you know, there would be um, these words associated with divorce. It was like um, a d- disastrous divorce or traumatic divorce or pain. It was never like, you know, they, they decided to like evolve into a different um, type of relationship with each other. They're better as friends than they were as husband and wife. There was no language for any of those kinds of things. It was so amazing to witness. And then to be in that system and be like, Whoa, like, but this isn't my experience. This isn't what's happening. You know? So I, I, I welcome I welcome this um, this shift in and being able to see how our structures are are a result of yes past experience and yes but our past experience is also a result of the way that <laughs> we're viewing the world at that yes. time right yeah 
Um, the other thing, I and mean, there's so many things that you said here, the equanimity is really amazing. Mm-hmm. So this even mind mm-hmm. as a key to navigating 2021. And you talked about, there's actually been several of you astrologers for 2021 who have really focused on the nervous system mm-hmm. and the need for us to, I look at it as like, welcome a certain level of mastery mm. in being able to regulate and work with and recognize when our nervous system is on overdrive, when we need to employ some techniques to actually soothe and calm. So I am curious to you, you, you clearly have, you're not just talking about this. There's an yeah. embodiment level with you. Yeah. Um, what do you find to be the most helpful? What would you encourage anybody that's going, okay, I get, I'm hearing the message from the cosmos. Part of my cosmic curriculum is to learn how to work with my, my nervous system and my consciousness so that I can stay as even keeled as possible throughout what will be another year of a lot of challenge and and tension. Yeah. 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 Um, I just love that this is the focus of the conversation um, because my sense is that if we had this education, if we had this, um, you know, emotional, psychosomatic, emotional um, quotient, like this intelligence from a young age, um, we wouldn't have those structures in the court system that do the pitting of the against because the pitting of the against is just a outsourcing of protecting. It's getting our needs for protection and that kind of stabilization of our nervous system met through some external, through some ideological, like it's a total uh, psychological strategy to do something that's, it's actually a biological issue rather than like this whole ideological belief in self and compensation. And so you see how in, in sort of where we've been at our developmental phase of consciousness, we've been operating in this way that causes so much unnecessary hurt, harm, trauma, all sorts of againstness and polarization because taking a side and being controlling and doing things really, really rigidly or like rebelling against authority. And like, those are literally strategies to calm the nervous system that's been overactivated. So when we can go straight to the source of our nervous system, and I have a, a definitely things I'll mention as practices and and approaches, but we are, we are cutting down. We are um, just, it is such a service. It is such, I mean, when the grip of these identities and these parts of us that really we could think of as planetary parts of our chart, just, under-functioning or not accessing our potential, when we see them, you know, when we go straight to the source, we are creating such a space for a new kind of relationship to life, like you're expressing here. There's a new way of doing it. So, um, yes, Taurus, or I'm sorry, um, you know, Taurus, I think sometimes 
it's, it's easy to forget that Taurus governs the developmental cycle of self-soothing and regulation of the nervous system. So age about 18 months or two years to about five years. Um, and so Uranus being in Taurus is really giving us this radical opportunity, you know, and focus on like, how can we disrupt the old ways of regulation and get down to the soma, to the lived bodily experience. So I personally, I'm, I do attachment therapy. I have a therapist that I do attachment therapy with to create a secure attachment. That to me is one of the most amazing things I've done for myself to have a lived experience of how to create security. So I recommend that. Um, I also do a practice of voice dialogue, which we will actually be talking about. But part of what that does is it helps me to energetically create linkage and have a relationship, cultivate a relationship to my vulnerable selves, to the parts of me that are too that just are so scared that life does not have it or that they're not going to be held well or whatever. So forging a relationship to our inner child, but through the soma and the energy is, is another way I, I work with this. Um, there's another practice of anytime there's sort of some resistance coming up or some triggers coming up. I have a teacher that talks about just surrounding it with a container of loving energy, but really non-agenda, like not trying to change it or, but just creating a container. I think containers are so, so important and um, are part of what we have learned with the North Node being in cancer all last year and before. Um, so anyway, those are some pieces um, gosh, I'm probably going to think of amazing other ideas when we get off the call, but those are definitely ones that jump out to me. I love that too. You just um, giving a different definition to a Saturnian structure, a container. Yes. Which, you know, it, it is actually creating a space that's contained like yes. Saturnian in a Saturnian way, but it has a different mm -hmm. flavor than like a box, you know? That's right. Um, Amelie. Let's talk a little bit about your mastery class. And, and also, if you have any like books or teachers or anything on this um, nervous system stuff, yeah. if you can recommend some of those. And something really amazing is happening with your lighting. As you started talking about this nervous system, <laughs> there's like a red and a, I don't know, it's really, really amazing. Something is happening. I love that. Yeah, it's really cool. Great. Um, okay, so can you talk a little bit about your mastery class that you're going to teach? What which lunar cycle do you have and what is your mastery class teaching for the inner circle? Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm doing the Libra lunation. So the month um, starting in October um, and I'm very excited about my mastery class because um, it's, it is a creative synthesis of many of the things, as I mentioned in my intro that I've been sort of piecing together these different modalities and, um, and teachings and sort of bringing them into something that I've started to teach and work with clients. So the title of it is living within tension. 
And you can also say that living with intention. Um, and it's a voice dialogue approach to astrology. So voice dialogue is a consciousness practice that emerged out of Jungian psychotherapy. So two psychotherapists um, developed this, Hal and Sidra Stone, and they formulated and started doing this practice of um, having conversations with the parts of us that run our lives or the parts of us that don't get a lot of airtime. And we need to kind of like, wait a minute, what about that part of me? I, you know, don't know much about. So it's this idea, like as Jung talked about with archetypes, like all these personas that we have. And I love the overlay of astrology because we just look at the planets as these metatypes that you can see, you know, there's all these parts of me, these selves that represent that planet or that configuration in my chart um, based on the motivating need of that planet and what they're up to, you know? So, um, so voice dialogue is puts us into um, direct engagement with the living energies. So it's not just thinking about our charts or going, Oh yeah, when that happened, it's you move over and you say, okay, I'm going to leave Amelie where she was. And I'm going to be that part of her that really, really got triggered in the meeting when they told me that I had to wear a mask or, you know, the opposite it could be. So um, it's engaging these energies and what we're going to do inside of this class. And, and actually I'll just finish that. And, and then kind of reorienting, you move back and you sort of reorient to a new center of gravity that is not any of the selves. So what this is, is that you're cultivating a reference for choice and, and consciousness that's not being pulled into the agenda or the unconscious default mode of a self that has rules and perceptions and will easily misunderstand and, and not get the other parts. So the only way that I can do this whole 5D thing of synthesizing plural, the plurality of truth or you know, being able to work with the different energies at once is to inhabit this space that is in between. And so that's what I'm excited to do with people is to watch through the, the chart, through the architectures and the personal mythos, the conflicts that show up in the theater of our lives as they're revealed in the charts dynamics to actually work with them in a way that gives people more choice and freedom around how they want to engage with those energies and actually move out of the old, the old, right? It's this whole, you know, transition, moving out of the old way entrenchments, even of the psycho, you know, psychoenergetic system and into like, how can I relate in a new way to these energies? So um, and to life, because it's all reflected in our relationships. That's where we really see our disowned energies, because we get real triggered and charged when someone does something 
that we actually could use a little bit of their energy. And so um, in this class, we're going to work with a particular model and who knows, you know, that's like 10 months from now. So maybe there'll be some other models or some other things, but we're working, going to work with a model or a set of models and energetic practices that are designed to harness, harmonize and stabilize the tension between opposing energies that show up in our chart. Um, and by doing that fueling and emergence of new potential and um, really refining our functionality and upgrading our functionality. Um, so I wanted to say though, that opposing energies, I don't necessarily just mean oppositions. I mean, differing energies, just how Saturn and Capricorn is very different from Uranus and Aquarius, but they're just side by side. Every kind of hard aspect represents a different kind of differing energy and a different opportunity to synthesize difference into an emergent new potential, um, which I'm stoked to be doing on a, like a lived energetic experiential level. Um, and as well, I think bodes very well for this Aquarian time period of really being able to accept and work with differences and especially the clash that Saturn Uranus is doing, we're going to go right to the tension and find our way through the dissonance into a more coherent, coordinated um, whole. And um, yeah, so. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. And it really helps us to, um, further one of our missions at Astrology Hub, which is to help um, make astrology something that you live, that it's embodied, it's in you. Yeah. It's it's not like just something that you think about and, oh, it's cool, um, but it's something that you can feel deeply. And so it sounds like this mastery class is perfect for that. Yeah. So thank you. Very exciting. And then you're going to be on our panel on Friday, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So if you would like to hear more from Amelie very soon on 2021, we will be featuring her along with five other astrologers on Friday. The event is totally free. It's astrologyhub.com slash 2021. You can join us now. It's not too late. And then you will have an opportunity to jump into the inner circle for 2021. There's no contract when you join. So if you want to try the inner circle, you can try it and cancel any time. Um, but if you love what Amelie has to say, she's going to be one of our teachers, along with the 11 other amazing people you'll be meeting over the next couple of days. So Amelie, thank you. This is <laughs> so amazing. So many um, like gems that we can take <laughs> away from this talk. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. If you think of any more starting points for people who are like, okay, I'm hearing the call. I'm going to work with my nervous system. Yeah. Let us know. Okay. And we okay. can put them in the show notes. Wonderful. I will send you some links when okay. we get done here. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. I'm Thank so you. excited that we get to hang out together more in 2021. <laughs> you are always like a bright point for me. Um, and you're just, you're such a thought leader. Like, but thought isn't even the right word, like a heart leader. I think that's better. I hear you. I, yeah. Thank you so much for that reflection and just holding this kind of space. It's, it's really epic what you're doing here. It's, 
I'm so honored to be a part of this crew. Oh, we're honored to have you as well. And thank you for that. <laughs> and thanks to all of you for being here, for tuning into all of these um, episodes that we're offering this 2021 prep series. It just shows that you're the kind of person who also wants to meet and work with the energy in a proactive way to be aware so that you can make choices in your life. You're not just getting tossed around by the cosmic tides. So thank you for being here and for that commitment as well. And thank you for tuning into this episode. Thank you for being a part of our community. And as always, thank you for making astrology a part of your life. I hope, you, I hope to see you tomorrow and Friday during the 2021 forecast panel. And we'll see you on the next episodes that we have here on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, astrology lovers, it's that time of year. We're getting ready for our sixth annual free forecast event featuring a panel of 13 top astrologers and focusing on what's coming our way in 2021. You'll get answers to key questions like, what are the big themes of 2021? How can you proactively work with the key transits coming next year? What's the grand conjunction and why have astrologers been talking about it for ages? And the question that's on everybody's mind, is it over yet? Join me and these 13 amazing astrologers for this free, dynamic, and informative event December 10th and 11th and get the information you need to ride the waves of 2021 with grace. Go to astrologyhub.com slash 2021. Again, that's astrologyhub.com slash 2021. Can't wait to see you on the inside.